And benvenuti, fellas and bellas all over the world. Welcome to another episode of the Napoli Rant. Today we'll speak about Napoli defeating AC Milan on the road, uh, as well as some foul ball. And uh, are Napoli defying the odds? I am Raf Biz, joined by my co-host, the vicar of Vesuvius, Rafa Rispo. How we doing, Rafa? What's up, Raf Bizarro? Come stai, my friend? Tutto posto, tutto posto. Hello to you, sir, and hello to everybody in our live chat, as well as our audio listeners on the Far From Suyus podcast. Thank you for listening. Let's get this rant on the road. Napoli, another victory. Take the top of the table, defeating AC Milan on the road, 2-1 to one in a nail-biter game. Not Matteo Bonetti himself said it right in the beginning. Lots of talent to watch tonight. Going to be a great game. So it was. Uh, we do take the win, uh, as well as some victories and some histories, Rafa. Is that correct? Uh, can can you please is. enlighten our, our wonderful viewers about the hist- something historic that happened? After well, the, yeah, this is the first uh, time that uh, all four, um, Juventus, Milan, Inter, and Roma, all lost on the same day, not just the same weekend, but the mm-hmm. same day uh, since February 13th, 1955. That's thanks to... Zach Lowey uh, on Twitter, uh, and it's at Zach Lowey. Um, yes, he did. <laughs> that Thank was a, a really amazing, amazing stat to see. Um, but uh, also, this is uh, the first time in about, I think it's about 42 years that Napoli have beaten Milan at the San Siro three times in a row. So for three straight seasons, Napoli have beaten Milan at the San Siro, which, I mean... You know, we had some really big wins against Milan at the San Siro during banter era Milan. Mm-hmm. But this is Campioni d'Italia Milan that we've done it three times in a row. So mm-hmm. I'm really impressed by Napoli's uh, performance. Uh, but we'll talk about that. And I'm very Certainly. delighted at the result, obviously. Right. Also, gonna... Ralph, though, really yes. fast, really, really yes. fast. Yes. Um, Napoli, the Giants, and the Mets win on the same day. Along with the Yankees and the Jets, so our New York Napoli fan friends, this is the first time in uh, 13 years that all of the New York teams playing on the same day and Napoli have won a match. So there you go, guys. That's interesting strong, that I, I strong, yeah. strong, strong performance by our teams this weekend, man. Yeah. Oh, and I want to let me give a big shout out here to I'm sorry I cannot read the name, but watching you from Israel, 336 a.m. Now that is I'm dedication, my friend. I'm officially humbled, honestly. Love honestly, that. I am. That that's that's great, man. Uh thank you so much for tuning in. Um favorite pod. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We'll call you sir. Tell us your name, some I can call you that because unfortunately, I, I I guess that's I, I just can't read the, you know, Raph, the, the and, you, and you know what, man, at the same time, I know we've been talking about it every now and then. Um, but I think one of these days we should do an earlier pod for our, our European friends out there because we've got them. We've got them. Got them. We'll so one of these days we'll do something live, live early for, for all our European people. So they don't have to wake up at three in the morning to watch us. Right. Speaking of early, <laughs> we got it. We're getting on time here. But, yeah, guys, let's get into the game real quick. I mean, 
first 20 minutes, Rafa, it just seemed as if Milan, you know, Milan pressed hard. They, it, mm-hmm. they, they look, they look tough. Um, we saw a, a big miss from Giroud, uh, from, from, from a nice pass from Kroonich. Um, that was saved, saved by me, my minute. Big, big save, big stop save. Meret, he was yeah. That was that was the, Giroud, the, the early Giroud ball, right? That that yes. he had fingertipped and it hit the crossbar. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like the twelfth yeah. minute or or, or, yeah. or something yeah. like that. But overall, just an aggressive Milan. Uh, did did it? How did did it scare you at all, Rafa? Or like uh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you've got you know the champions of Italy. Um, playing really well you know no uh no um a rafael leao no problem um you know they put krunich in and krunich really did a good job at providing good service and and mm-hmm. he really was in there um uh, i think it i forgot who called him uh was it uh richard carmen i think was calling him krunichino uh yeah and uh, oh, man. yeah yeah i was on their show last night he kept calling him krunichino um but yeah, he was really, you know, our protagonist in the first half. Really, really scary moments. But you, here's the thing: is that they they learned how to contain the midfield by stopping Lobotka from getting the ball. Right. That and man marking Kvaratskhelia worked. It really worked for a little bit. For a little bit. Because moving on to the second half of. Well, the second half of the first half, uh, we, we yeah. saw Napoli. The second part of the first half. Yeah. Second part of the first half. I'm sorry. Second part of the first half. We, we we saw Napoli able, like, still kind of defending that press for Milan. Obviously, we had Vincenzo in here. Kim plus Romani equals Wall. We'll get into more of them later. But uh, Milan f- was following. I, I, I think Napoli had a chance. Like after after the twenty minutes when we you know when we start seeing them in the twenty fifth minute or so, Napoli are turning things around. They're starting to move forward. But and this is going to be a big one of our segments today. But we saw Milan getting starting to to get into a little bit of foul trouble, having to you know having to you know push down our our, our attackers in order to mm-hmm. stop our attack. Rafa, I mean, mm-hmm. did did you start seeing that at all as well? Uh, are, are are you with me there? Yeah, I'm with you, but I'm I'm a little bit ahead. I think I think Are it was more towards the end of the half where um Napoli really started to kind of wake up and get a get a rhythm going. Um mm-hmm. all they had to do, I feel, you know, my cousin, you know, we were watching at the shop, he, he said rope dope. He 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 likened it to, you know, a boxer playing some rope dope with an opponent, okay. you know, you you let them come, you let them come. You know you're solid defensively. Uh, you know you're you're okay at the you know uh, net minding with Medet, you know, and you let them come a little, you know. And I'm not trying to say that Napoli were intentionally playing Ropado, but I think, you know, Milan played the home team's game where you start a match by using the adrenaline of the crowd and pushing and seeing what you can right. get early, right? Um, and it didn't work for them. And uh, once Napoli sort of got a foothold and maybe, you know, Lubaka got the ball a little bit more, Kvaratskhelia was able to do some stuff with the ball. Um, you know, uh, uh, Zielinski had some good service in uh, in the first half. Uh, Myri, solid defensively, um, solid, you know, in attack as well. Uh, you know, you start letting you start letting your guard down. Um 
and and they ended up paying for it. Milan did, didn't they? Because that's when draw, you know, the red, the the yellow cards, and seemed like they were in a little bit of trouble from there, right? So the end of the first half went, I think, as good as it could for Napoli leading into the second half. Mm. Sorry, Rafa, I, I lost you a little bit for the auto, but I got you back. Uh, uh, agreed, agreed. Uh, not not believe been certainly like a second half team. I feel like late, lately, and we we, we saw sure. it again. We saw it again against Milan. I mean, as soon as they warm up, you know, as soon as they start warming up and their and their midfield is able to kind of string things together, and we start we start sending through Cavada, we start sending through Zelensky. The team becomes more and more dangerous, and that's when you start seeing the foul trouble. That's when you start seeing the cards come up, and and it's it's been pretty evident all season, and and it happened again. Now, don't get me wrong is 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 there is there some luck that was on our side? Yes, they got a post obviously in the second half, um, a few chances that that missed the net by uh, uh, by by Messias by Giroud, but I, I think. You know, I, I really, I'm just like just so eager to talk about Kim, Minjay Kim. Yeah. I, for me, you know, the Foot Mob had Palatano as man of the match, but for all, you know, for for me, it, I I was enjoying watching Kim because the way he was able to hold down Giroud, I mean, along with the partnership with Rahmani, I don't want to take anything away, but stifling. Giroud, I think, is probably the reason why we only gave up one goal. Yes, Marat made some big saves, and we needed that, especially that first backdoor save. You know, we're always weak there, but he was able to he was able to take care of that. Uh, to me, Kim was a monster, and there's a reason why they call him a mind. He's a silent monster, the gentle giant. We dubbed him at times, but I think his performance yeah. was top notch. For me, he was man of the match. He was man of the match. By keeping everybody at bay, uh, aside from a few chances, a few opportunities, even towards the end when who was it? I think was it Messias that that kind of sent one over right over the net. I mean, Kim was still able to put his slide, slide, put his foot out just enough for Miss. I believe it was Messias had to had to kick high and eventually, mm -hmm. you know, and ultimately mm -hmm. led to the miss. So mm -hmm. he was my hero for me this game. Yeah, Kim, yeah, I gotta say, Kim, Kim's. Um, uh, partnership with Ramani has been steadily increasing in um, uh, value to me. You know, uh, uh, it, it, I really feel like their communication has gotten much, much, much better uh, in the, um, you know, in the, the weeks that, you know, have been unfolding. And, and Kim yesterday was, was absolutely great for the most part of the match. And um, he did very good job in containing, you know, the the attack um, that was heavy, it was heavy on Napoli. You know, especially, again, especially in the first half. Uh, so um, I think. Side note, I think yeah. I just, I think I just realized who Charlie Vegas is on Twitter. <laughs> I think it's Carmelo Franzetto. It is Carmelo. Carmelo. I didn't it know that. I didn't oh. know that. I didn't. Yeah. I just read. I just read because because uh, that's probably another story for another rant day. But uh, oh. um, thank you for the apology, Carmelo. I appreciate yes. that. Um, you know, and the Laurentis had some some kind words for all of the doubters as well um, earlier. And uh, I think all water is under the bridge after the way we've been playing. So so no no worries. But yeah, I mean, 
Kim Kim really did step in and, you know, listen, we're not going to say he's a Koulibaly replacement still, right? We can't sit here and be like, oh, you know, he's replaced Koulibaly. Koulibaly will never be replaced in our hearts, but oh. he has definitely filled. Ooh, <laughs> you all right there? Good. He has definitely filled the shoes uh, in a very, very positive way for us. Right. Um, so so he could be on his way to Koulibaly status. Now, very early to tell. But, well, but I mean, you'd have to put in two play. years maybe first. Sure, sure. But, but a, lot of, a lot of his play, I mean, listen, a lot a lot of his play looks like plug and play Koulibaly. Does, not, does it not? In some instances, I, in I, some instances, I, 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 I mean, I love his pace. Was Koulibaly faster? Not sure. Koulibaly had a great stride. He had that long, like Usain Bolt stride that can get him across the pitch real quickly. But Kim's acceleration for that, that big of a person is yeah. amazing. And like I said, it probably yeah. came from the time that, that he said he had played striker when he was younger. So he must've been running a whole lot. Um, yeah. As far as his aerial duels, I, I think they're almost even. If not, Kim mm -hmm. could be better in some instances. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, 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 the the one thing about Koulibaly that I miss was those slide tackles to block shots. Oh, that yeah. real big leg extension. He blocked a lot of shots like that. I would like to see a little bit more. Uh, and 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 the fact that he he would press a, a striker when they were ready to shoot, no matter what, mm -hmm. he put that pressure on and fo forced the missed shot. So things like that, I would like to see implemented a little bit more in Kim's game. But I, I, it's just been a good replacement. I, I I see no room to complain. I mean, we saw Carmela uh, apologizing. No need for apologies. I I think everybody at first was not sure was not sure how this was all going to pan out. I mean, we we dedicated a whole episode about it, and we'll probably finish with that that part two, maybe at the end of the season. We really have to find out. We're, we're not even a fifth way through the season yet. We There's still more to see. But, I mean, challenge after challenge over these past seven games, and well, not even seven, really nine in all competitions, so far so good. You know, and I'm not I, – I don't have many complaints in the depth has been great. I mean, AC Milan, I have a huge amount of respect for Rafa. I know you were uh, you were with the Serie sure. sit down boys yesterday. Um yep. and and yep. you know they they've been here as well and I I have a big respect for Milan right now over all the other teams. I, I guess not to knock any teams, but um I like what they're doing. I like how they play. I know they had a couple injuries with, between Leal and I think there was another uh midfielder that was hurt. I think, you know, maybe Milan missing those guys. They missed a little bit of quality in attack, but they just had Champions League. We just had Champions League. So we can't complain about fatigue or anything. But I think that Napoli with this bench is the reason why we take this W. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, Simeone scoring off the bench. And and I, and some people were saying, like, I, I honestly, I actually it was Joe Fischetti. And for the first time in my life, I think I disagree with Joe Fischetti and you know oh, wow. he, it's, he had said that he had a bad game against Liverpool and I, I respectfully disagree he didn't have the greatest of opportunities but he did have a few chances that that almost led to goal I mean uh, McGregor was you know he stood on his head he was certainly the beast of the match against you know with, with, with the Rangers against Napoli I'm sorry I might have said Liverpool but it wouldn't would with, with Rangers 
okay. you know, he, Who are he you made talking that about? We're talking about Simeone, correct? I'm talking about Simeone. I, I okay. you know, okay. it, it's it's sometimes it's it's when somebody he's he's not doing these flashy, flashy things, although his goal I thought was pretty beastly. Um, but I think he is a good player, and I, I think he is doing good and 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 considering all the time he's played so far over these past nine games, um, I think with more time, we're going to see more and more of him. I, I mean, sure. the fact that he broke like three to, well, he was able to, to, to keep the ball while getting pressed by three people. And then, you know, having the mind to send it to Marie and Marie having the mind back to just like sending it right back a perfect cross to a perfect header that slips right over. Uh, I believe it was Tomari and Manan. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you I mean, watch, if you, you watch, yeah, if you watch Simeone, you know, take the ball, take on the three defenders, give it away. The very first thing he does is run into the box and call for the ball. Yeah. So you have a, you have a guy who's just distributed and knows where to be, you know, and that's something we missed with Petania. Now Petania got a good amount of important goals for Napoli when he was here. He didn't score a lot, but the goals he scored were 85% of them were match winners, you know, whether it was Copa or league. And that's invaluable in, in, in a certain way. What we missed was the consistency of, okay, I need to take Ossiman out. Okay. I need uh, to replace with, with, a, with another striker. It, it, Mertens is in. We have what? Who do we have? Oh, just Petania. Hmm. Not good enough. Not good now enough. we have Raspadori and we have uh, Cholito Simeone. And Simeone couldn't have been, I, I mean, I'm telling you right now, and, and I know I know this may be a little bit of a hot take. I don't know how hot of a take it is, but I think of all of the transfers that came in so far, I think Simeone is the most important transfer that we've made. Yes, Kvaracchelli is lighting it up like I predicted. Yes, he he uh, replaced Insignia well. Yes, we needed to replace, you know, uh, Koulibaly well we have. But I truly believe that in the long run, this Simeone transfer is going to pay dividends for Napoli at the end of the, yeah. at the, end of the day. Because we're, not only are we set with a backup for Osiman right now, but I believe in my heart we've also set up post Osiman Napoli with... Right. Giovanni Simeone. I mean, I think it's already paying dividends. He got two big goals. He got a winning goal. He got a winning Champions goal League. against Milan, and then he got a winning goal in yeah. Champions League as well. League. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, two big goals. I mean, big it's almost goals. like Patania like because Patania always used to get the big goals that, or or like the game winner. But uh, you know, I have a little bit of a hot take uh, as well, uh, Rafa, about all this. And 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 Cavada, of course, out the gate has been great. Uh, his ball handling skills, his strength, his his power, his no fear attitude, his hungriness is the best. And he's getting all this love out there, which is great. But but um, I think there's been a few opportunities. I think Victor Osinham should have a couple more goals assisted by Cavada. I think Osinham did well to get. First of all, he does well. We kind of miss his him drawing defenders and opening up space for, for, for people. That's number one with Victor. But number two is that when Cavada, when Cavada does hold the ball, and sometimes it's good. You want a ball handler to take on defenders. But that last shot instead of pass, I think, has been 
his his you know the weakest part of his game, if if that's what you want to call it. I I, I think that uh, uh, Victor Osinham could have had at least two, maybe two backdoor goals, easy tappings. Fine, they're easy, but he's where he's supposed to be. Cavada needs to put his head up and give those opportunities to a striker because if he's going to go in and cut in and always take a shot, and defenders get to know this. They're going to keep blocking it. And I think those chances that we don't see is because of him taking that shot instead of passing the ball. So I would like for him to start feeding Simeone a little bit more when they're out there, start feeding Victor, um, Victor Osin him a little bit more. I know Raspadori, he's more similar to that false nine. He's more creative as well. But as far as Simeone and Victor, they need service from Cavada. Cavada, he, he should have more assists by now. And, yeah. um, you know, that's what yeah, I feel. No, that. no, listen, I agree. I, I agree to an extent. I think he's doing fine, though, because there's a there's a whole other aspect to his game, isn't there? I mean, we're talking about um, we're talking about what he can do on the ball. But let's, you know, and like in attack. But let's also talk about what Kvaratskhelia could do mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, drawing fouls, man, because right. that sort of got us going yesterday you know that 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 was the reason we we really got going was the whole uh fact that kvadachkelia draws these yellow cards to these defenders that were on him you know like white on rice you know he took care of that whole right side i mean you got he you know he took care out first mm-hmm. with a yellow and then he took out Cal- uh, calabria and, you know, I'm sorry, or the other way around, Calabria Kier. I don't remember. Yeah. But the point is, is that mm-hmm. you got your, you got your, your, you know, your right back and your right center mid, center, center defender on a yellow in the first half. And now, you know, uh, uh, Pioli is forced to make two substitutions at halftime and put two right. more defenders in. And then what does he do? He not only does he draw the foul on Sergino Dest, to get the penalty kick, but it also creates another yellow card for Krunich for dissent. So like this guy has really done his job when you're not really, you you know, you're not seeing it. You're not, you're placing a bet on a goal or an assist for Kratoskalia. You're placing, you know, you're placing two or more goals, but at the same time, you know, if he doesn't get that, he contributes in another way. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, we really needed big time. Absolutely. Uh, but Rafa, as far as contribution goes, let's get let's 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 give everybody the beast of the match uh, today, guys. So everybody in the chat, who is your beast of the match? I mean, we had to let me tell you something. We had to create like a committee to figure this out, Rafa and I, because that's, that's not I joke. picked one. It's not a joke. This is real. This is real it's talk. Real life. This is real life, man. Um, <laughs> I had one. Rafa had another, and I think this is the first time that it was difficult for both of us to make a compromise. It was. So it was. The, the next best thing was like, we're going to call a few people and we're going to settle this. And uh, we put it, it to a vote. Biz and we I really vote. normally, when it comes to the beast of the match, we, we, we may agree right away or we may differ, but one of us convinces the other that, yeah, we should do that. And here we were just like, Oh man, it was I'm a not stalemate, right, Rafa? No, <laughs> we were very, we were very stubborn, the two of us today. So we needed help from our friends, and we got it. Yeah, so, I'm uh, just going through yeah, a few of in let's here. Do it. 
All right, guys. Who is your beast of the match? Who is our beast of the match? Let's find out right now. Here it is, guys. No question. Mario Rui. Rafa, I'm gonna let you lead the way since this was your guy. No question. But I I, I have been convinced. Go ahead, Rafa. No question. Mario Rui. Uh solid defensively in the first half, right? Then there was that foul on Kvadachkelia. Um, the one that I believe Calabria got the got the yellow for. It might have been Kier. I don't, it was one of the yellow cards. But um, you know, Kvada on the ground, Milan going up to pick him up off the pitch and Myra Rui got in uh, their face. And I believe it was Teo Hernandez's face. I, I could be wrong, but, but he got he, to the whole start. Yeah. Father. He, he starts to... pushing and shoving yeah. like, like, like a co-captain or a vice captain should, you know what I mean? And he, yeah. he just, he just plays with so much heart. First half, beautiful. Second half, even better. I mean, again, the ball he sent in to Simeone was pitch perfect. It was his first. You know, Myra Rui can, can cross the ball in, but it was his first real good opportunity to, to, to get a, a, a proper assist, and he took it. And then from there, just his defensive prowess after that to, 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 to preserve the lead just for me was outstanding. He was winning balls back. He was, he was cleanly coming into like, you know, just, just strip defenders of balls. He absolutely, for me, won beast of the match, best player on the team. You know, not for nothing. He would have been my man of the match as well. Um, really? You know, like you mentioned earlier, yeah, Foot Mob gave it to uh, Politano, which made this a lot easier for me to consider Rui as beast because I just I just can't say enough about Mario Rui. And honestly, Ra- Ralph Pizarro, when we were um, – when we were, you know, focused on who's going to win it, my choice or your choice, uh-huh. once one of our friends spoke up and said the way he handled Milan players crowding Kvadachkelia, the way he had their back, just right there solidified beast before the first half was even over. So so Fair. kudos to him. In my opinion, it's Mariori all day long. You know, we can talk about your honorable mention if you want, Ralph Pizarro. No, I, I'm happy I, I won this one. No, you got he. Hey, listen, my my. So my mention was was Kim. Kim was my my choice, and again, I I thought he was one of the best players on on the uh, sure. pitch. Um, but at, you know, after kind of speaking to everybody and, and people pointing out the things were, you know, him, you know, Cavada was being crowded by Milan players when he was on the floor. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see that. Rui stepped over him and literally got into everybody's face, pushing him back before Di Lorenzo. And then we saw Zambo and Guisa, who's definitely a guy I don't want to mess with. But Mario Rui, him, you looking, you looking with those eyes, looking at you like that. Um, you know, with he he he's just a tough, tough dude, man. And and he always shows this. And I, I like that he defended his players. He 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 stood up for his teammates. Uh away at the Milan stadium. This is not at home. This is him. And he ran by himself and he was the first one there. That, that to me is beastly. Now uh, it doesn't speak much for, for performance, but it doesn't matter because, you know, we talk about the team gelling. We talk about chemistry. We talk about the team being together. I mean, this proves that as far as we know, the team's together 
and they're going to stick up for each other uh, and they're going to play hard. So I, I, I was happy to see that from Mary Rui. And honestly, I didn't expect anything less. It gives me those ironic, a lot uh, uh, ironic vibes and how tough he was too. And, mm-hmm. and when Lavetti kicked the ball to uh, was Allegri at the time. Who oh yeah. Parma. Yeah. And, and no, it just, was Cagliari. Yeah. Cagliari, mm-hmm. Cagliari. And, and we saw Aronica and even uh, Grava at the time, basically oh, yeah. taking out the old bench. It gave me those vibes, you know? So, uh, yeah. So and, and that, I, I, I'm, I'm very with you when it comes to the players being together and, and getting along. Um, and maybe we can talk about this later or another time, but one thing I did not like seeing was at the end of the match, um, Lozano, uh, giving Domenichini, the, the assistant coach who stepped in for Spalletti, uh, yeah. a lot of crap about him not coming into the match. I didn't like that at all. He didn't join them in the, in the salute to the fans and um, he was sort of half-assing the celebration that Tommy Starace um, uh, posted on his Instagram. If you can see how the, you know they celebrated in the back in the Spogliatoi, he, he was just kind of standing there smiling but not really jumping. He wasn't really into it. And I don't like that. I don't like that. So, so all the good vibes. Because at the end of the day, Ralph, right, the, the good vibes, the good – camaraderie is what's going to win this scudetto it's going to win titles you know the 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 chemistry is is uh, as a unit is together but we've seen this before from lozano where he just kind of bitches and moans about not getting playing time okay dude today wasn't your day now i don't i don't really agree with the substitution from politano to to zerbin i think lozano should have come in but at the same time Oh well, it's just the way it is. You know, you didn't get a playing time this this go around. You'll get playing time next go around. So I like that the team is together and and has that camaraderie, but Lozano really has to get on the same page with this team. You saw at the end of the game, um Kim and Medet hugging, right? In the background, there was a still where Kim and Medet were hugging in the background, but the focus of the photo was was Simeone getting on the ground after the final whistle blew and being so happy that yeah. he got the match winner and who's behind him or right in front of him, hugging him is Raspadori, the guy he replaced who maybe didn't have such a great game, you know, smiling from ear to ear because his replacement got the winner. That's what I want to see out of this team. Not someone bitching, moaning and complaining about coming off about, about, about not playing in the match after the whistle is blown and you're walking the opposite direction while everybody else is going to celebrate with the fans. I ain't with that, man. And I'm a big fan of Lozano and I'm a big supporter of Lozano's. And everybody knows that, that I, I support and, and, and defend this entire team, but I will not defend that. And if that's how he's going to play, he could leave my club. Word. Damn. You heard so it sorry here. Sorry that the beast of the match turned into Rafa, the beast of, you know, Lozano. The but, rant. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> beast rant, of the yeah. rant, right now. Beast <laughs> of the rant. But no, but but I'm it, sorry. It, you know, the the same grinta that Mario shows is what Lozano should show on the bench. You got guys. I'm sorry. You got guys like Zanoli and freaking Ostigard that doesn't play, and Sidigu that's going to sit on the bench, and Marfella. Christ, uh, you'll never see him play in a minute in the Serie A. But guess what? They were so happy that we won this match. And here's Lozano crying about it. I ain't with that. I ain't with that either, Lozano. You got to do better. I mean, listen, you're, he was hurt. There, We got two weeks coming up. Take the extra time to heal, man. We can't, like, Palatano just got hurt now, too. The last thing we need is another little tweak to Lozano. And then we're, we're asked out on, on right wing. So mm-hmm. relax, Lozano. 
chill. You're good. We have so many games, bro. We've only played seven games. We have 31 more games to go in Serie A alone. You're going to get time, Lozano. Chill. Chill. Because we all know what happens with Italy. We're, we're, we've been so hard. Well, not with Italy, rather. With Napoli and, and Rafa, our attack, including Lozano, when he was healthy and when he was playing these past few games, have been so strong and been so attacking that it seems as if defenses can't even stop us. Well, they can stop us, but the only way to do it by stopping is playing foul ball. Foul ball, Rafa. Fouls. Now foul I'm going to put. What is this, baseball? Base foul ball. No, it's it's foul, foul ball. ball. Foul ball. But no, it's it's. Listen, it, it's we're we're going to put up a graph. I'm not. I'm not even going to waste any more time. But uh, it, it's it's lately. It just. I I went back and and I um. I, 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 we ran some numbers, Rafa, and, and we're, and Rafa is going to give you the specifics, but here's just a quick snapshot of what we've been dealing with over the past nine games. So these are the stats, uh, for, for all, all, uh, games and all competitions, not believe versus the opposition. I mean, pretty, pretty clear as day, the opposition committing 130 fouls on Napoli, 26 yellow cards, one red card versus Napoli's 88. Fouls committed to their 14 yellow cards with no red cards at all. I mean, we're looking at, Rafa, it's like 30% more fouling committed to Napoli than Napoli actually doing the fouling. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. This is an impressive, it's an impressive graph. No. Yeah. What does it say to you, Rafa? I mean. What, I, I, what it, you, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I want to know. I mean, it's, I know you got some of the specifics there. I'd, I'd like to know about them. Like, like to tell the viewers here. But uh, Enzo Esposito kind of said, "This is what happens when you dominate the midfield." I mean, sure. what is this telling us, Rafa? What is this telling us? Well, it's there... telling us. It's telling us that we are able to capitalize on the, um, like the 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 mistakes that the defense makes against us. You know, we're mm -hmm. able to. We're able to control the narrative when it comes to, you know, defenders marking us, you know, right. or even in the midfield. Um, it, it shows that we get under people's skin and it's working, right? Um, the opposition have 26 yellow cards, one red. Um, we do have one red and it was Spalletti, but... Um, if we're talking about players, at yeah, one of these yellow, so this doesn't include coaches. Obviously. It doesn't include no. The one yellow does include Sadi, so it's twenty-seven yellows altogether. One of them includes Sadi, but uh, I'll I'll read this out to you. So so here's 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 how it goes down. Okay, Verona, we get two yellow. We you know I'm sorry, opposition, right? Verona got two yellows against us. We win five two. Monza got one yellow. We win four nil. Fiorentina two yellows nil nil. Lecce four yellows. That's that's a big one. I'm going to come back to uh, four yellows in the one one. Lazio we drew five yellow cards. We got none. Beat them two to one on the road. Liverpool two yellow cards. Four one win. Big yellow cards too. Spe uh, uh, Spezia two yellow cards. We win one nil. Uh, and against Rangers five yellows one red. You all know how that went down. Mm -hmm. And then against Milan yesterday four yellow cards. Right. Kvaratskhelia drew the yellow cards, like we mentioned earlier, on Kier and, and Calabria, forcing them to come out. And two new players come in, and 
you know, the one yellow was drawn by dissent, which was Krunich, but that was in the reaction to the foul from Dest to Kvadrichkelia. And then, you know, uh, history, you know, history is what it is. Um, so far, uh, Napoli players that have drawn yellow cards, that have drawn cards, period, right? Kvadrichkelia leads the pack with four. Then it's Angisa with three. Then you got Mario Rui, uh, Politano and Lozano all have drawn two yellow cards, right? Uh, there's a little asterisk over Mario Rui, though. Um, Lobotka, Ostigard, and Dombele uh, all have one, and all of those were in the game against Lecce. So that's the only cards that they've drawn, but it was in that game. So we're talking about the midfield and the defense. Right. Uh, Kim, Osimen, Simeone, and Meret have drawn one yellow card. I'm sorry. Kim, Osimen, and, and Meret have drawn one yellow card. Simeone drew a yellow that turned into a red. So he drew the second yellow. Uh, and then there was one handball that was called for a yellow. There was one time wasting, which was Jangowski. Sadi got a yellow. And then seven yellows are for dissent. The Marie asterisk was he was fouled, but the card was not administered until... Uh, there was the descent call, and that was, I believe, in the match. Uh, it was, it was in the, it was in the Rangers match. Mm-hmm. It was in the Rangers match. He he drew a foul. Uh, um, uh, Lundstrom drew a foul on him, and uh, he didn't like it, so he got up and bitched at the ref, and he got a, dis- a card for descent. But it was all Marie. Mm-hmm. So what that tells me is that, like I said, Kvadrichkelia is doing way more than just providing goals and assists. He's drawing fouls to pick up cards, man. And, yeah. and it, it, you know, these numbers to me tell a lot because it, it just, f- for me, really, really gets, it gets the team on the same page. Like, listen, if they're going to stick you, if they're going to mark you, if they're going to man mark you, make them want to foul you hard. Yeah. Make them want to get in trouble. You know, you want them to get in trouble. That's what you want. You want them to have to change their their directive. You know, because if that was that, I, I guarantee you, um, uh, Milan's manager uh, Pioli was not looking to change his defense up at halftime. That was not that was not the plan. I I can promise you that. So. In my opinion, these guys doing their they're doing their jobs. They're doing more than their jobs, in my opinion, and it's 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 working. We we're we're unbeaten in the season, and we're we're making it really difficult for teams who even have figured us out to to carry out a plan like there's you know like Milan carried out a plan for the half, for the first half, and it worked for the most part of the first half, right? But we found a way to get around their game plan, right? And we found a way to get in control of the game. And that's more than just talent, mentality, and 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 you know, um, you know, going with the flow. That's good management. That's good coaching. Definitely. That's that's very good coaching. And Ralph, also the the the, the fact that you know, like we heard things saying, well, you know. Milan had all these chances and and what have you. Napoli had a number of chances too, but they they kept getting being stopped by you know these football style tackles taken on Cavada, you know these crazy slide tackles, these these pulls of the shirts. These like we 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 wouldn't see. I mean, we would probably see a lot more big chances created by Napoli as well, but we don't because 
we keep getting fouled. You know, how much are we missing out when all this happens? Now I get it. It's 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 a professional foul. It's you know, it's it's what it's what defensemen have to do, but I don't know, man. It, it kind of sucks in one way because we're, we're probably missing out. I mean, I guess as a fan, that's easy to say. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Milan had a lot of chances yesterday. As a matter of fact, Milan should have taken that two to two. Kalulu should have buried that ball that came to him, uh, and and you know, it hit the cross, smacked against the crossbar towards the end of the match. Right. Absolutely, this game could have. And you know what, Ralph? If if the game ended in a draw, whether it was nil nil, one one, two two, yeah, then that would have been the right result because both teams really played a good game against each other. Sure. This was one of the more entertaining matches in Serie A that I've seen this season, and by far, these are the best two teams that we've seen so Definitely. far. You know, I'll- yeah, you have Atalanta that doesn't have uh uh. uh Europe this season. Yeah, you have Udinese playing out of their minds, but right now the top two is Milan and Napoli, hands down. 100%. And that's why it was such a good game, and that's why even Bonetti called it out. I want to read a, um, a comment here by Salvadora. Salvadora Coppola, also, he says, also shows a light on our possession numbers so far. This would have been a good number to get. Uh, when we control the possession, it frustrates opponents. I agree. Uh Backing that, piggybacking on that, mm-hmm. um, possession was was fifty eight to forty two, mm-hmm. um, up until the last five minutes of the first half, where at the end of the first half it ended up fifty two to forty eight mm-hmm. in favor of Milan. So Milan were winning the possession game, but then once Napoli started finding their way towards the end of the five last five ten minutes of the first half, the possession drastically changed to almost even. And I don't even I couldn't even tell you what the end possession was. I don't know. I don't have that number. It was it was still right almost now. it was still almost 50 pretty 50 50. Right. Yeah. Let's let's take a look at it really. Not quickly. quite. But maybe it was, you know, off by like three or four percent. I think right. if I remember correctly. Ah, uh, man, for 51 49 Milan. There you go. 50 percent, man. Have. Yeah. I mean, they took 22 shots. We took nine. You know what I mean? Nine mm-hmm. is still a lot of good, a lot of shots. They had twenty-two you know? shots, but only five went on target, Rafa. So a lot of them Dude, either and, missed and, or they were just blocked. We had one, a lot of blocked. Only one shots. went in, and only yeah. one went in, and only that's went in. that's that's where my honorable mention was mm-hmm. was Medet. He's gonna get beast of the match one of these days, man. Yeah, he's gonna get it. But he's gonna get it at the right time. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. gonna convince people, but uh, but moving on. You know, speaking. Of, I mean, speaking of convincing people, I think. Not, not only Mered, like Napoli are in the same boat where it just seems as if we came out this season as underdogs. Uh, we were, uh, you know, we, we were told that probably weren't going nowhere this season and what have you. And 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 it seems as if now that Napoli are Napoli defying the odds, Rafa. Like uh, we, we sit at the top of the table. We have a ton of goals. We, we have a great defense. We were, we, we, I think we've done a great job replacing everybody that's left including you know, with Koulibaly and senior and, and Mertens as well as others, even Gulam leaving and, and all that. Um, you know, what does this say to you, Rafa? I mean, like I get it. I get it during the beginning, especially the beginning of the market when, you know, we got rid of these players and what happened emotionally, but are we defying the odds now? Are, are, are we, are we proving ourselves out there now? I'm not trying to get ahead of anything, but I'm just saying 
I think Napoli Donny, I think the 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 overall the overall discord is show us respect. And are we validated in saying that, Rafa, after these past few games? Uh hundred percent. And define the odds isn't even doesn't even come close to describing it. We started the season off at 25 to one to win the scudetto. You know, and and that's a number that's real. You know, I know we all heard. Uh, I think it was Bonetti who um, who who mentioned it, right? And I checked it because uh, I know because I put a hundred dollars on Napoli to win the Scudetto at twenty five to one. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. I cashed in. I'm not gonna lie. I cashed in because it was already it was already triple plus point five the money. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know what? Just to be safe, I'm gonna cash this bet in right now. And 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 pay for vacation, right? Nice. All um, right. but but now Napoli are three to one odds, three to one. Wow. wow. So and 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 you go, you you know you. Yeah, I know a lot of people were really upset about the odds and the odds makers and the way we, you know, the way they they valued Napoli, and they were a little bit, I would say. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? They were a little bit insulted mm-hmm. at the at the 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 high odd, the twenty five to one odds. Mm-hmm. But let's be real, we did get rid of everybody and replace them with guys we couldn't even pronounce. So that is a real thing. Like it happened. Now, do us Napoli fans, diehard hardcore Napoli fans? A lot of us were very worried, but there were still some of us right here me who who had the faith that we would finish top 4 at least that we would compete contend yes i had that faith but did i think we'd win the scudetto no that's why i put $100 on napoli to win at 25 to 1 because if we did the money is good you know what i mean but man here we are seven matches in right and looking pretty good for ourselves and i got to tell you something you know it's it's much different than last season's eight straight wins to start, right? We've got the two draws, but look at how we're playing. It's not just in the league. Look how we're eking wins out. Look how we're beating teams handily in the Champions League. You know, this is something that has not happened before where we are first in the league, first in the Champions League, the best team in the league as far as goals goals for and against are concerned, and then at the same time, best team in the league in the Champions League as far as goals and assists. I mean, we lead the Champions League in goals, goals for and against. We lead it at the same time leading Serie A in the same regard. So that that's gotta that's something that's gotta be said about that right now. And I know, like Ralph said, it's early. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Yes, Napoli are defying the odds. Can they defy the odds and make it all the way? The big difference is we've got the bench now. We've got the mm-hmm. bench to do it, and that's it. You said it. The bench won this game for Milan for, against Milan yesterday. The bench did it. The bench has been doing a whole lot lately, hasn't it? I mean, look what happened. Rangers, the bench did it against uh, 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 Lazio. You know, like like Spezia. We just did. They they they're doing the job. Right. They're doing the job. 
and they're, they're grinding out those wins. You, you see goals coming from different places, and I think that's what I'm most happy about. I think what well, we got like what like seven, how many goals? Like six goal scorers now, or, or, or something like that. Cavada, Victor, Simeone, Raspa, Lobo, Anguisa, Kim, Palatano. I think it's and I think it's Indombele, like nine. Indombele. Yeah. Uh, Did you get Lobotka? Did you get Raspa? Yeah, Dordi? I think you got like Simone? nine. Also, like nine. Yeah. It's about nine. About nine. Zielinski. Zielinski, 10. And I think Are that's oh, Elmas. 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 11, 11 goal scores. 11 different goal scores. Yeah. Uh, our friend Ronnie says, I think that Leo Cigar should get more chances. And I, I think he will. I think mm -hmm. he will. Um, I'm going to put uh, this one up really quick. Yeah. Napo uh, Enzo Esposito. Napoli is doing what Milan did last year. Younger players and lower wages. I don't know why Napoli got all the criticism. Well, uh, you know, I do know why Napoli got all the criticism. It was the big names that left. And and maybe rightfully so, but it was a little overboard. But I want to speak on regards to what you said about Napoli's doing what Milan did last year. I think Napoli are going to do it better. Because they're going to do it while making the next round of the Champions League. Don't forget, last season, Milan bowed out of the Champions League. Fourth place, didn't even make Europe, you know, after the group stage. Won the Scudetto. Year before that, Inter did the same thing. All they needed was one goal against Shakhtar Donetsk to make, to win the group. Never mind to go to the next round. To win the group. And they couldn't even do that. They're out of the they're out of the the Champions League. They're out of Europe altogether. Boom, Scudetto. And those are the two times teams won a Scudetto in the last twelve years, other than Juventus. They had to get out of of Europe altogether to do it. And Napoli Napoli are going to be at, here at the end, while also having make a make a, a, a respectable run in Europe and possibly a, a a Coppa Italia run. I'm telling you right now, Napoli have the depth. To do it, they have the depth to do it. Rafa, I'm going to put on a little bit of uh, closing music here uh, as we finish up. But, um, sir, I, I'm I'm with you there. I, I think more than ever, the biggest difference with with Napoli this season is certainly their bench, and and we're seeing it paying dividends already. And you know what it is, Rafa, too? I'm not as anxious as I was last season. You know, where if, like, somebody gets hurt, it's like, oh, we're screwed. Exactly. Play the kids. We got to put this guy. Uh, it's we, we have people that can come in now and continue to make a difference no matter what. No matter, you know, we saw Leo Ostegaard came in, wins beast of the match. Indombele comes in, wins beast of the match. Raspadori winning man of the match, scoring winning goals. Simeone coming in, scoring winning goals. Um, yeah. I know Carmelo said something about Zerbin, and yeah, he'll get his, you know, he'll need a little bit more playing time, but him showing some promise. I mean, I'm not as worried as I was last season. Um, I think that's the, like that, that's the significant difference for me, but yeah. We'll and you can tell, happens. I mean, we, we lost Ossiman. We lost Ossiman last year. This time we lose Ossiman. Forget about it. We're, we're, we're screwed. You know what I mean? But now we lost us, man. And you know what? We're not so screwed, are we? Nope. Nope. 
Nope, we're having a good time I, I, now. I'm going to put this up here. Enzo, yeah. Udinese make a, a Leicester-type run? No. Udinese is not going to win the league. Leicester won the league. To make a Udi, to make a Leicester-type one, they have to win the league. They're not going to win the league. But, but, I do think they're going to make Europe and, and, and not the Conference League. Top pod, Steve says, top pod, guys. Loving the midfield cohesion this season. One touch passes and seem seemingly knowing where the midfield partner is without looking. You seem much more in control and through the middle. Indonesia will go to the conference league. <laughs> I think they can I think they can contend for fifth place, guys. That's yep. a hot take. If they stay healthy, that team, I'm telling you, if you didn't watch the Udinese Inter match. From, from early Sunday morning for the, the espresso match, you go back and watch it. And I'm not just talking about the, the, the highlights. Sit through the 90 minutes. I'm telling you, Udinese is a problem. Udinese is a big, big problem. Udinese at home are going to be real tough. I'm not looking forward to that match. Hmm. You know what I am looking forward to? What's I'm that? looking forward to another Juventus loss when uh, they Boy, go it's Juve Milan in the second match back from, uh, from. Actually, they have Champions League in between too. Um, I believe Juve play. I want to say Verona when we come back, and then they have to play Champions League and then Milan. And I'm looking way forward to that. And by the way, let's keep Allegri in. Why don't we? Instead of uh, trying to get rid. Hashtag Allegri in. Yeah. Henry Bell started. Guys, if you oh, yeah, haven't already, go check the last episode of Far From Vesuvio, man. It was hilarious. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> Henry Bell had me cracking up just little by little, kind of admitting what he was doing in the bar. It was, it was great. And then uh, even uh, right after, goes on a podcast with uh, with uh, Joe Fischetti on the Portsonopoly podcast. It, it, it was just kind of, it, it was just great to hear. So, um, Check it out, guys. Check it out. It's gone. Ron, you. are you are, are you a Maccabi Haifa fan? Is that is that your team out in Israel? Please tell me yes. <laughs> Please tell me yes because that team could beat Juventus. I promise you, you will get you will get points out of one of those two matches. I promise you that. Promise. Juventus are done, and I love it. I love every single minute of it. Guys, oh, this has been such a great week. Beautiful. Everybody, che- hey, they have an American goalkeeper. Cheer for Maccabi, Maccabi Haifa. Please, please. Beautiful. Love it. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody, on the chat. Thanks to all the audio listeners. Rafa, great show as always. Uh, we will see. Who, who do we got? Oh, we got, we got two weeks off. Uh, but we, so I'm we sure- have a, yeah, next weekend we don't have matches because Italy have to round up the, uh, the, Nations League. When we come back, we are the first match of the of Serie A weekend. Saturday, October 1st at 9 a.m. Napoli play Torino at the Maradona. And guess what I'll be doing? I'll be coaching my kids' team. Oh, nice. I, just re- I just realized that. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be brutal. Oh, it's going to yeah, be great. Yeah. It's going to be great because they're going to get tons of goals because Coach Rafa is He's gonna be uh, Rafa's gonna be on the sidelines. Rocco, Rocco! Uh, you can bet your ass I'm gonna have one AirPod in one ear, and I'm gonna yell out when we score. Oh 
man. Well, good luck to them. Uh, hope for a big victory for Napoli. Well, not for Napoli, not playing, but but for but for Rocco's team, guys. Uh, until next time. What's an Napoli? All right, ciao, guys. Be good.